Well, hello there, grown-ups. Did you know that we depend on your generosity and support to keep making Bust or Trust? If you subscribe and support Bust or Trust on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, you'll get access to lots of lovely extras like weekly subscriber bonus episodes with extra evidence, ad-free listening and early access to all our episodes. More to come soon. To support Bust or Trust, just click subscribe in Apple Podcasts or visit patreon.com forward slash Bust or Trust podcast. Or for more information, visit our website at bustortrust.com. Can you unravel the world's greatest mysteries? Can you explain the unexplained and find the pieces to the most puzzling cases? Or are you the mysterious monkey man of Delhi and you want to know how to set up your own monkey business? Tiernan, there is no monkey man of Delhi. Oh, isn't there? Are you a myth buster? Or a myth truster? I'm Tiernan. And I'm Athena. Welcome to Bust or Trust. A kids mystery podcast. And And we we are are the the Busters or Trusters. We look into some very strange stories from around the world. No mystery is too big for us. Monsters, ghosts and all types of the unexplained. Like, if shorts are called shorts, why aren't trousers called longs? Yeah, it would be much better saying, I'm wearing my favourite pair of longs today. You know it would make sense. We dive into all the evidence we can find and present all the facts, figures and testimonies. Then it's up to you, our chief detectives... You'll work out what it all means and make up your own mind. Is our case spooky or just kooky? Hmm. Are you a mythbuster like me? Because things aren't always what they seem. Or are you a myth truster like me? Because the universe is full of magical things, patiently waiting for our wits to grow stronger. Really? It's going to be waiting a very, 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 very long time then. Did you really need that many varies? (laughs) It should have been more, but I got impatient. I've no idea how the universe does it. We'll tell you at the end of the show just how to get in touch, and you can let us know if you're on Team Buster or the best one, Team Truster. We'll also hear from you, our chief detectives, and your thoughts on our previous cases, so stay tuned. But until then, make sure you take notes, pay attention to all the information, and start putting together your case. The case. Would you like to live in a lighthouse, Tiernan? I'm not sure, Athena. If it's really not that heavy, I'd be very worried it might float away. No, it's not that type of lighthouse. Oh, I see. Lighthouse. Right. In which case, if it's always bright, how would you go to sleep? Never mind. I meant a lighthouse. One of those big towers by the sea with a big light on the top that helps ships and warns them to keep away from the rocks. Ah, then, ah, yeah, that would be great. Though, if it was one of those red and white ones, I'd worry I'd try to eat it in my sleep, as it kind of looks like a giant candy cane. I think it would be amazing looking out over the ocean every day. But it's quite a responsibility. And, as today's case shows, it can be quite dangerous too. Ah, the Flannan Isle mystery. The case of the strange disappearance of three lighthouse keepers. Athena, can you enlighten us with the story and some facts, please? Of course. The Flannan Isles are a small group of islands on the Outer Hebrides of Scotland between the North Atlantic Ocean and the Norwegian Sea. Some of the islands are very small clusters of rocks, while the island Alien Moor, or Big Isle, is just big enough for a lighthouse and a small chapel. But no one has lived there since 1971, when the lighthouse became automated, which means controlled by machines or computers with no need for humans to be there. 
It is also home to many types of seabirds and is a great place to spot dolphins and whales. The weather there isn't very nice, though, with regular storms and rain. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a great holiday destination, to be honest. No, it really doesn't. And when you hear about the case too, it might really put you off a weekend break there. In the year 1900, when the lighthouse still needed people to run it, three keepers, Thomas Marshall, James Ducat and Donald MacArthur, completely disappeared without a trace. To this day, no one knows what happened to those men. But there were many theories, ranging from a giant seabird carrying them away or kidnapped by spies. But the general view is that a particularly violent storm swept them all out to sea. But I think it's clear it was something more mysterious than that. And this week, Chief Detectives, it's up to you to decide if this case has been solved or not. Did rough seas and strong winds take the lighthouse keepers of the Flannan Isles? Or did a more mysterious force cause them to disappear? Time to shine a big light on the evidence. First piece of evidence. The first piece of evidence is the report from the steamer ship, the Arctor, when it discovered the men were missing. The boat passed the Flannan Isles on the 15th of December 1900. The crew noticed that the lighthouse light wasn't on, which was very unusual. And when they docked in Leith, they reported this to the Northern Lighthouse Board, the authority in charge of lighthouses in Scotland. Several days later, a relief vessel called the Hesperus was sent to investigate. The ship's captain sounded his horn and sent a flare, which is like a very bright firework that ships use in emergencies. And he did that to alert the lighthouse keepers, but there was no response. So the relief lighthouse keeper, Joseph Moore, disembarked the boat and walked up the 160 very steep stone steps to the lighthouse. When Joseph entered, he found the doors were locked closed, the beds were unmade, and the clock was stopped. The poet Wilfred Wilson Gibson wrote this poem in 1912 called Flannan Isle, all about it. Yet, as we crowded through the door, we only saw a table spread for dinner, meat and cheese and bread, but all untouched and no one there, as though when they sat down to eat, ere they could even taste. Alarm had come and they in haste had risen and left the bread and meat, for at the table had a chair lay tumbled on the floor. More unusually, there were oilskins left, which are the waterproof clothes people who work in wet areas would wear. Given how experienced the men were at their job and knowing what the weather would be like, it seemed odd that they'd left them. The only sign of life was a canary in its cage, still tweeting away. The whole island was searched, but no other evidence of what might have happened was found. That does sound very mysterious, but the men who investigated it didn't think so. The captain of the Hesperus sent a telegram where he said... Poor fellows! They must have been blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that. Then, the superintendent of the Northern Lighthouse Board, Robert Muirhead, did his own investigation. He examined the oilskin and said it belonged to the lighthouse keeper called Donald MacArthur. He noticed a lot of wreckage on the western side of the island, where boxes had been smashed, iron railings twisted, and part of a rail track had been torn off the ground all signs of a very big storm. So, Muirhead concluded that two of the men, Thomas Marshall and James Ducat, must have headed out to secure items that may have been damaged by the storm. And when they didn't return, Donald MacArthur went out in a rush without his oilskins to help them. Muirhead's official report said, 
From evidence which I was able to procure, I was satisfied that the men had been on duty up till dinner time on Saturday, that they had gone down to secure a box in which the mooring ropes, landing ropes, etc. were kept and which was secured in a crevice in the rock around 110 feet or over 33 metres above sea level and that an extra large sea had rushed up the face of the rock, had gone above them and, coming down with immense force, swept them completely away. So there you go, case solved. It was all a big storm. Team Buster wins the day. Ah, nice try, Athena. And that does all make sense on a first look. But unfortunately for you, piece of evidence number two blows the storm theory away. Second piece of evidence. The second piece of evidence is the official logbook of the lighthouse keepers and the entries written in there between December the 12th and the 15th when it's thought they disappeared. In the first entry, Thomas Marshall wrote how a great storm, the likes of which they'd never seen before, had hit the island. He said that James Ducat was unusually quiet and Donald MacArthur, a big man who was not known to be afraid of much, was weeping. In a second entry, it says all three men were praying for safety while under the eye of the storm. But then, on the 15th, the last entry, it says that the storm had passed. If the men did get swept away by the storm, who wrote in the logbook and why didn't they mention it? So it must have been something else that caused them to disappear. OK, my turn to say nice try, Tiernan. Because an investigation by the editor of the 14 Times, a magazine that looks at strange phenomena, found that there is no evidence the logbook ever existed. It seems to have been made up and added to the story many years later, so it's impossible to use it as evidence, which means the storm is still a valid cause for their disappearance. Sure, it might be, if there had really been a storm in the first place. On to piece of evidence. Number three. Third piece of evidence. There were no recorded storms in the area. All the weather monitoring at the time shows no signs of unusual weather at all. Witnesses say they could clearly see the lighthouse from the nearby Isle of Lewis during the day the men vanished, which wouldn't have been possible in bad weather conditions. Besides, the lighthouse keepers were also very experienced at their jobs and would have known how to stay safe in such dangerous weather. Hold your seahorses, Tiernan. That contradicts the logbook evidence, meaning you've ruined piece of evidence number two. But you're right, there were no recorded storms. That doesn't mean there couldn't have been a localised storm just close to the Flannan Isles, but it's unlikely it could cause the kind of damage seen on the west of the island. And yes, the men would have been used to that, but that doesn't mean accidents couldn't have happened in any weather. There is also a further theory that Donald MacArthur had a very short temper and it may have been that the three of them had a fight resulting in them falling off the rocks into the sea. Or maybe a giant seabird carried them off and they've been living in a nest the size of a football stadium ever since. More likely they just saw somewhere much better from the top of the lighthouse and decided to head there instead. Yeah, I can't imagine it's fun living in a lighthouse. I bet you have to deal with some really annoying situations. The detective gathered the witnesses in the drawing room. You know why I've brought you here, he said. And... Ahoy there! Oh, duty calls. I'll finish this book later. Oh, this Detective Camembert on the Montefiesta Diamond is such a good read. Ahoy! It's stormy out there tonight, so follow the light and steer clear of the rocks. Thanks, but I need your help, good keeper. Of course. 
What do you need? Does the light have to keep doing that? Like, can you make it stop? Doing what? That spinning around thing, you know, it's always going round and round. Yeah, that, that's what they do. But could you just point it at me for a bit? It might endanger other ships. Come on, just for a bit, like for maybe 15 minutes. OK, I'll, I'll see what I can do. How's that? Oh, that's great, thanks. But... What? It's a bit too bright, you know? Too bright? Yeah, yeah, could you just turn it down a little bit? Well, no, it, it could lead to shipwrecks or at worst. Yeah, just for me, just a bit. Ah, uh, OK, just this once. OK? Perfect. Uh, now, shh, for a minute and... Shush, how rude. Shh. Wait a minute. Are you just using the light to read a book? Shh. OK. And the detective said, and that is why it must be you that did it, Lady Pimple Knees. You stole the Montefiesta diamond. Police, arrest this woman. Wow, what an ending. I just couldn't see in this light at all. Oh, thanks so much. I'm reading that book too, and you've just ruined it for me. The one thing I was enjoying. Ooh, completely dark. I like it. Maybe we can tell ghost stories? Can you make it point up and do a laser show? What about shine the light under your chin so it looks like you have a spooky face? Hello? Hello? Uh-oh. Yeah, that would get really annoying. I could do it if there was a lift to the top and a slide down and maybe some speaker system to shout at sailors with. Oh, good idea. Hang on, are Helter Skelter's just lighthouses made more fun? Hmm. Hmm, they might well be. A bit like how our chief detectives take a case like this one and turn it into something that makes sense. And it's now up to you to decide if the disappearance of the Flannan Isle lighthouse keepers is a big mystery or down to stormy seas. Let's recap the evidence. Evidence recap. Our first piece of evidence was the state of the island and lighthouse when it was discovered that the three men were missing. The beds were unmade, the clocks had stopped, and it seemed like they just vanished. But the official report from investigators of the Northern Lighthouse Board suggested it was clear the men had been swept out to sea during a storm. The second piece of evidence is the logbook entries detailing a strange big storm in the days before the men disappeared, but not on the day they did. But there is no evidence that the logbook existed and it's likely it was added to the story at a much later date. The third piece of evidence is that none of the weather monitoring shows any storms happening at the time. So something else must have swept them out to sea. But there is a theory that says one of the men had a short temper, so a fight may have caused them to fall into the waves instead. So now we're handing it over to you, Chief Detectives. What do you think? Are you a Flannan Isle mystery mythbuster? Or a Flannan Isle mystery myth-truster? We want to hear from you, and most importantly, which side you're on. The light is definitely shining on Team Truster for this case. <laughs> yeah, but that's as a warning to stay away from it. This is obviously a Team Buster win. Send us your voice notes or emails with an explanation of why you're a myth buster or myth truster when it comes to the Flannan Isle mystery. All you have to do is ask your grown-ups to help you email us your thoughts to hello at bustortrust.com. Tell us your name, 
age, what you think all the evidence means. And please, please make sure your grown-ups give us permission to use your voice notes or emails in our next episode. You can also send us a question on Spotify Q&A, but please get permission from your grown-ups and don't include any personal details so we can publish them safely. And just to note, we won't always be able to use all of your amazing comments. But oh, we love to hear them so much. And here are some thoughts from you lot, our chief detectives, on our previous cases. Hey, Tinnin and Athena, it's me, Filippo. I'm eight years old. You might remember me from the last episode where I put my voicemail in from the Loch Ness Monster. And about that blood thing. And about that blood thing that you were talking about. It makes me feel crazy. But although, although I didn't see that picture of that woman holding that head up, I won't believe it so far. And about that sickness that you like that that like those animals like lose their skin and like like they go for like goats instead of like harder prey. Like I do believe that. And you know though I don't believe there's like snakes in Puerto Rico, um uh, I mean whatever 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 it was because I forgot that. Uh anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm a myth buster on this one. Super sorry about that, Tiernan. Bye. Well, Filippo, welcome to Team Buster. Sorry, Tiernan. Sorry. I'm really interested in the fact that you say there are no snakes in Puerto Rico because I don't like snakes. So I think I'm moving to Puerto Rico now. There is no need to be sorry, Filippo. Team Buster are very lucky to have you as you went through all the evidence, which is absolutely how you should be doing it. Thanks so much for sending in another message. And yeah, that blood sucking thing makes me go too and leaves me feeling a little drained. Thanks to all the cheat detectors out there. We make a great team. If you enjoyed the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Amazon Music or wherever you listen to your podcasts for more great episodes. We love to hear what you think, so please do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps more detectives find, bust or trust. We'll even read out some of your reviews on our show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more Bust or Trust. Athena! Why should lighthouse keepers call the police, fire brigade or ambulance if they see the tide rising? That was a long setup, Tiernan. This had better be worth it. Come on. Okay, I don't know. Why should lighthouse keepers call the police, fire brigade or ambulance if they see the tide rising? Because it's an emerging sea. Emergency. That wasn't worth it. I'm going to wave you. Goodbye. Goodbye.